Support for this podcast comes from Dynamic. Dynamic Air Quality Solutions manufactures IAQ products based on the science of clean air. Dynamic's clean air defense system products are supported by technical and communication IAQ training that is second to none in the industry. For more information on how to get your team confident in communicating IAQ challenges and solutions on every call, email Michelle Hogan at mhogan at dynamicaqs.com. The reality is like those techs will go to the local supply house, even though they need uh, five half inch copper couplings, they pick up 10, <laughs> that just yeah. because, just and as an owner, yeah. you, you just cringe because it's not their money, you know, right. and, and, and that's- and They don't think about it. And they don't. And before you know it, the owner has uh, 200 of those half inch copper couplings once they go out there and clean out the truck. And then, you know, they have probably just as much back in that warehouse. But again, a lot of the data that that we provide back to these members, whether they're VMI sized or not. And, and again, this is what I did for six years. And sure, I, I've rolled up my sleeves with, with many of the members out there just to kind of help them get that initial step going because a lot a lot of members just don't know where to start but right, you know exactly. having done that we can help kind of give them that nudge hey this is what we need to focus on and then i tell all the members that if we're the primary supplier we'll pull down a usage at the end of the year we'll bump it up against the initial list that we identify hey right. what have you bought from us that has volume to it and then what items uh haven't you bought because at the end of the day the stuff that's sitting in the warehouse let's get that stuff out and let's bring yep. in some of those faster moving skews so again probably one of the biggest misconceptions that um that i still hear in this role is members will come up at the shows or whatnot say uh we can't do business with you because we aren't a vmi and that couldn't be further from the truth because right. we work with one truck operations and we work with 100 truck operations and sure you know we have a program uh for really anybody in between welcome to the successful contractor powered by success group international a show for residential contractors about residential contractors we chronicle business journeys share insights and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. Um, as a reminder, all episodes of the Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice. Um, I'm incredibly excited to bring to you a conversation I had with Ryan Fidgen, a national account manager with Home Depot Pro. Um, I don't have to tell anyone listening or watching to this what a crazy time it is to be in the contracting world as it pertains to materials and equipment. And that's why I wanted to have Ryan on. He will share with you some insights into what materials may be going up in cost, as well as which ones may become more difficult to find. And Ryan will also share with you what you can do to plan for both of those issues. Uh, but that's not all we're going to talk about. Ryan is going to share his uh, wealth of insight into VMI programs, or Vendor Management Inventory Programs, where uh, the Home Depot Pro takes over your inventory, making your life easier and your business much more profitable. So if you're looking to scale significantly, this information is definitely for you. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Ryan Fidgen of Home Depot Pro and take away a nugget or two. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for taking some what's very, very, very valuable time these days uh, to, to sit down and, and talk with me and SGI members and other contractors across the country. Um, would you please do me the favor of uh, introducing yourself, share your name, uh, where you, you know who you work for, and, and what your title is with uh, with them? 
Hey, Bob, thank you for having me and, and hosting this. Uh, my name is Ryan Pigeon, National Account Manager for SGI. Um, we've been proud partners uh, for over 20 plus years, so completely understand how you guys go to market. And uh, really over the last 15 months, uh, it, there I, I've, I've been able to make a lot of new relationships. I've, I've had a lot of uh, longstanding relationships with a lot of SGI members out there, but you know, I think with a lot of the headwinds that we have had over the last couple of months, uh, new doors have opened. So it's it's just been a great partnership over the years and yeah. has just been um, extremely fruitful, I, I think, from from both sure. ends, the member end as well as ours. Sure, sure. You know, I, I forgot to mention to you earlier, I'd love to ask you about your background. How did you get into this space? I'm assuming you're always in some kind of a sales role of some sort. I was. So I, I did financial services for a couple of years, uh, and I, probably about a year and a half, and, and that just didn't work out at, at that point. Uh, I had my daughter, and then uh, I wanted to get into something a little bit more secure. So then I was in the wine industry for about a year or so. And Oh, nice. It is, uh, it, it's kind of a unique industry because it peaks. Uh, they call OND, October, November, December. Obviously, with all the holiday gatherings, that's where a bulk of your business comes from right and uh you know at that point that was an outside sales job in jacksonville florida and uh, i took the leap of faith uh to go work for what was interline brands 14 okay. years ago and that's when I, I first came on with the company at that point i started in uh inside sales i, I did that oh, wow. for a year and yeah. it, it just wasn't me you know I, yeah. i'd much rather be out in the public having the face-to-face -face interaction uh, sure. just getting out in the field rolling up my sleeves just you know learning about the business so i was fortunate enough uh after that first year to post out and i ended up working within our supply chain department okay. um, and you know within that supply chain department i was a project manager and I was in charge of not only selling uh, the vendor management inventory program, but overseeing that en entire process yeah. and then implementing it into the transition. So, you know, that's where I think working with a lot of the SGI members, that's really where I got my feet wet, but really started to learn the industry as a whole because, you know, these techs all love talking, these owners all <laughs> love talking. And, and that's where um, I just learned so much. Now, unfortunately, with that job came a ton of travel and, and the sure. worst years, about 120 nights on, on the road. And at that point, Holy I just cow. Had, yeah, so, you know, just living out of a suitcase, going to do a setup, coming home on the weekends, washing clothes, and then, you know, right back out. So yeah. you kind of become uh, numb to that entire process, um, sure. just what you're uh, accustomed to doing. Yeah. And then uh, I just ended up hitting a wall with with living out of a suitcase. And at that point, um, Chris Church, who used to be in this role prior to me, he sure. said, hey, uh, I'm leaving the company. And, and they asked me if I wanted to take on this role. So, you know, I've been working uh, with the SGI members for the last seven years doing yeah. this. Um, and again, it's just I, I truly enjoy because sales reps, uh, friends, family, they ask me, you know, what I do on a day-to-day -day <laughs> basis. And, and that's what I love about this job because you just yeah. don't know what you're walking into every single day. One day it's working on spreadsheets, other days it's it's reaching out to customers. Yeah. Um, yeah, another day could be, you know, uh, fires potentially, you know, <laughs> within the organization that, that I need to get involved with. But, you know, sure. that's 
that's what I truly enjoy about yeah. this job. It's not regimented by any means. It's, you know, one, one day I'm going this way, the next day I'm, I'm going that way. So it's, yeah. it, it's truly been a great position over the last seven years and have truly enjoyed um, just making new relationships out there, partnerships. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Now, now, I guess you got people you work with across the country, then members and reps and all sorts of stuff, right? So you're in tune with what's going on. Uh, so I do. Uh, I roll up to Jeff Ivan. He is the director of national accounts. And then mm -hmm. we have over 50 field sales reps that I'm in constant communication with. And then we have an inside sales team, which is based out of Jacksonville, Florida. There's four people over there on that team. And, okay. you know, uh, maintaining the relationship uh, with SGI, uh, obviously driving the initiatives for HD Pro, but then also helping out a lot of the members, um, or I'm sorry, a lot of the uh, sales reps get into the members' businesses and, and just sure. kind of bridge that gap. So, uh, got my hands in a couple of different jars out there, but you know, <laughs> trying to bring everything together seamlessly. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, remind everyone when did the when did Barnett become HD Pro? When did that relationship start? I I, I couldn't remember myself. It just kind of seemed yeah. to happen, and then it was there. Yeah, so, so that acquisition went down uh, roughly about six years ago. I remember it was the the Boca Expo, and I think yeah. that announcement went out, shoot, it, it was probably two, three weeks prior. And I, I remember just getting inundated with questions uh, sure. during that expo. And at that point, I, I really didn't know anything. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can honestly say that, uh, you know, a lot of the pushback that I was getting at that show is like, oh, no, you guys are going to turn into retail. And, yeah. and just they have been very slow and methodical about this process. Sure. And uh, we even brought in uh, it, it was um, a representative from Bolden Brothers out of the gate. Oh, yeah. A lot of our execs, they wanted to make sure that we were doing the right things um, for our business. And mm -hmm. a lot of guys were just saying, hey, we, we love this idea. We love this concept. So, you know, we are running a lot of the ideas and, and visions from the members that we've been working with over the years. Again, they, they did not want to disrupt what we have going on. And, you know, I think just kind of what we've seen over the last six years, uh, Probably over the last two to three, there's been more customer-facing projects that I think a lot of the members can see and feel. Yeah. But you know, the first couple of years, it's all aligning the titles, the HR, you know, sure. so on and so forth. That doesn't really impact a lot of the members. But uh, it, it, it's been a great transition, in, in my opinion. And uh, you know, we're, we're we aren't even close to being finished. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, have you seen the wall, the stigma of Home Depot? And because I know that's that I still hear that because I've been doing this for a long time and, and talked to a lot of people. They go Home Depot. I mean, they were trying to get our business, you know, years ago. That was a thought. But that's not the case really anymore. Yeah. And, you know, the, the reason why the Home Depot ended up acquiring us is because they see the growth within the pro market. I mean, I think right. we all refer to the Home Depot. We just kind of think of the DIYers and all that stuff. but. Right. Um, you know, what, whatever crystal ball they were looking into, I, I think they nailed it because, uh, yeah. you know, business has just been the, been through the roof even prior yeah. to the pandemic and whatnot. But, right. you know, the amount of resources and capital that, that, that they are dumping into this just to kind of make it more, uh, seamless. Um, one of the things that we're working <laughs> on that we're, we're eventually trying to pull the R and L's and the size out of the world. Mm -hmm. And I, 
with with what Amazon has done to that local delivery fleet. I mean, that I think is kind of the vision and, and where we're trying to go because I think every member okay. at some point has had that uh, broken toilet or the dented water heater, you know, being delivered. Sure. But the reality is, is if, if we can get that onto our own fleet versus leaning on RNL and Psy and all that stuff, it's, I yeah. think, a lot less likely for damages to occur. So sure. they're looking at adding 100 new cross stocks uh, throughout the country. So, you know, wow. I think as that starts to expand, hopefully we start getting on our own fleet and, uh, you know, those kind of issues start to become minimized. So I think they'll always be out there. That's just reality. Sure. But uh, good stuff in the works. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, everything's faster now. It's, I mean, it's amazing what Amazon has done with, with just personal deliveries. I mean, I, we all get boxes, right? And I can see that you guys see the benefit of doing that as well for businesses. That'll be, that'll be exciting to see as that unfolds. Yeah. Um, I know that there are some markets too where we are testing kind of a hot shot concept. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thought process is behind that is that, you know, any business owner wants to keep the tech uh, on site. So if he forgot to put in his Honeywell 6000 T stat or expansion tank or yeah. a surge protector or something like that, yeah. you know, eventually the, uh, the member will be able to go out there, order it online, and then we will deliver it to the job site same day, you wow. know, might charge a small fee or something like that. Thank but I, I think everybody realizes kind of the soft cost savings because it's 30 100%. minutes to a store, 30 minutes back. And who knows, you know, what they're picking up in the store. It's probably the surge. And, you know, I, I joke about it, probably yeah. some beef jerky and Red Bull as exactly. well. But, uh, exactly. you know, that, that's kind of the vision there. Yeah. Well, it's it's a convenient world now. That's where people have, have placed their priority back in the day was how do we save every cent? And now it's like people will pay a, a premium for good service that gets uh, that takes care of customers, that takes care of your people. So, oh, that's good. That's an interesting look behind the curtain. I, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. let, let's boil down some of the basics for people that, that might be watching that aren't part of the program, aren't an SGI member. Um, what exactly does being a part of Home Depot Pro offer the contractors you work with? What are, what are those exclusive benefits? Yeah, so like I said, we've been working with uh, SGI, excuse, excuse me, for the last 20 years. Um, no. They get special terms uh, by being an SGI member. There's a certain price class uh, that that all verticals end up getting. And, you know, I, we traditionally have been a catalog company, and I think we'll still have those, but I think eventually we will end up phasing it out. But mm-hmm. having been in the industry, you know, for 14 years or whatnot, nobody shows their cards out there online. Everybody has like MSRP <laughs> or whatnot. So once yeah. we open up an account and they create a user password, all that stuff, they can then go out there and see that special pricing that they get. Yes. So, right. you know, the, the disclaimer that I let all the SGI members know, understand how we go to market. It's, we have that national footprint. And if, if we yes. come to Bob's Plumbing, and we say, uh, you know, the expansion tank is 50 bucks, for example, and, and you're picking mm-hmm. it up for 40. You know, we're willing to work uh, with you. So, you know, we aren't as regional price per se versus yeah. uh, maybe like a local plumbing supply house. But, you know, we are willing to work with you guys. And I think sure. what a lot of the members will see when they go out there is that we're competitive across the board. There are some items we might be priced a little bit better on. Some items we're a little bit uh, off. But you know, where, where we're out there in left field, you know, call me out on that. And right. I'm willing to work with a lot of the members. So, you yeah. know, you get that competitive pricing. 
You also get quarterly rebates from us. That's mm -hmm. uh, my that's my job is to track those rebates and provide it uh, down to Kevin Gursky and Elena. Sure. And then there's also those double dip uh, vendors that a lot of the members can lean on. And again, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind for those guys. They don't have to track any of that stuff. Right. Um, and then we just rolled out a program uh, last year with my counterpart, Jeff Capone, mm -hmm. with uh, Pro Extra. So now a lot of the members can go in there and pick up the plywood, the cinder blocks, the concrete that we don't stock in our main channel distribution and get an annual rebate through that Pro Extra program. Awesome. So it's uh, talking to Jeff last week. He has just been extremely um, just ecstatic with the amount of growth that he's seen over there because the reality is everybody out there uses the Home Depot. You know, they sure. might not like they going do. in there. and <laughs> They don't uh, want their guys in there, but it is. It's yeah. back to business. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, it's just they, they want to kind of control their cost of goods and whatnot. There's obviously the difference totally. between the retail side and I represent the wholesale side. So sure. for the plant purchases, I tell the members come through 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 uh, my vertical, but yeah. then when the techs forget something or they need that sheet of plywood, that's when you lean on the local Home Depot. And sure. you know, regardless of what vertical you're utilizing, you're still gonna get uh, rebates when it's all said and done. So it's awesome. it's been an extreme, extremely uh, solid process in my opinion. That's great, that's great. Now, uh, share with people, what exactly is is the VPP, your volume pricing program? What kind of, uh, what does that include? What kind of benchmarks do you have to hit to be able to take advantage of that? Again, for people that may not know. Yeah, so, so that just kind of goes back to uh, the pricing tiers, uh, the price class mm -hmm. that, I, that I just uh, discussed. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're willing to work with a lot of these guys, understanding a majority of the SGI members um, are are pushed either to go that service route and then yeah. i know that there are some guys out there that still dabble in the new construction or even the commercial yeah. you know if you get into that new construction uh, model it's a totally different um business concept and if somebody comes to us and says hey i need 200 of these kit of smokes you know on one po we're willing to work with those guys so you know, it, it's like just life in general. It's we need to have that kind of communication to know what projects are being worked on. And, you know, is this something that needs to be forecasted going forward? Sure. Um, so, again, we, we just want to make sure that we can accommodate uh, that member. So, you know, the pricing, again, is, is pretty flexible out sure. there. And, you know, going back to having that product um, within our assortment, probably I would say probably 95 to 97% of, of the customers actually go to a counter. And I'm just talking about yeah. our customers in general. Sure. But, you know, when we were Barnett, um, we've, we've just been built on shipping over the last 60 years. So kind of the rule of thumb is, is that if you order it by two o'clock, you should get it next day delivery. I think everybody is aware with what's going on with just the logistics out there. Somebody's read some article of either stuff coming <laughs> over from China and that stuff just hanging out in the port for two months. Right. And then uh, just a lot of the LTL issues that are going on right now. But yeah. where I'm going with all this stuff is that um, if we don't have, for example, if Dallas is your feeder branch for your business, if we run out of kit of smokes, we have the availability to turn it to either Houston, to San Antonio, right. Nashville, Tennessee. So that's where I think we've had a lot of success really 100%. since the pandemic is that a lot of guys have been coming to us saying, hey, our local supply house doesn't have this product. I'm going into the Home Depot stores. I can't find a box of single pole 10 amp breakers. But then when they yep. reach out to us, 
conceptually we should have uh, pallets of that. And so sure. if we're depleted out of that Dallas DC, we can turn it to the Houston. Um, so we do have that flexibility to fill out a lot of those orders where I think a lot of our competition is just having headwinds as many manufacturers have just put uh, a lot of their suppliers on allocation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm glad you got into that. And I was going to talk about it a little bit later, but let's go ahead and, and chase that. Um, you know, it's, it is strange. I mean, there are shortages, it seems to be in everything. And, and I see lumber prices and it's just nuts. Um, so having the pulse in the industry that you do have, uh, is there anything you see coming down the pike that, that members should be aware of that if they're smaller, they should try and plan for? Is there anything you're catching wind of? Yeah, my biggest suggestion would just be conscious of that flat rate book pricing. I mean, I've heard that there's potentially another water heater uh, price increase coming along. We've already had three this year, and it's it's just not us. It, it's Ream, it's Bradford, and it, it's A.O. Smith. So it, it's all coming down the pipeline. And what's driving a lot of that is just the rolled steel. It's just become mm -hmm. so expensive. And I was just right. reading an article this morning where I think lumber has gone up 300% since November. So yeah. It, it, it's just been a, a crazy world and you know the resin everything that went on down in texas two months yeah. ago the, the yeah. resin and whatnot um breakers are a, a hot commodity right now and mm -hmm. i just heard levitin um or any like any kind of wall plate i've heard that a lot of those manufacturers are starting just to have challenges so it, it's really across the board and what i would suggest to a lot of the members is plan your purchases, uh, <laughs> try and get out as much as yeah. possible in front of that. Because I think just in today's times, you can't, you can't drop POs over to suppliers at the 12th hour. I mean, we've been pretty fortunate where we've been able to deliver, but there yeah. are just Eaton, for example, in square D. I mean, they have everybody on allocation. Eaton breakers are, are definitely a challenge to find out there. Right. And if you're going in to do a panel swap out or something like that, um, as much lead time as possible would be suggested. And it's sure. just, everything is just kind of rolling down. It's, I mean, I, I think we can all uh, relate to going to the grocery store. I think all of our bills have gone up and just sure. the pandemic as a whole, uh, picking up furniture, just oh. stuff that we deal with on a day-to-day yeah. -day basis. So appliances are, are a mess. I mean, the, the lead yes. time, couple months out so it's yes. this thing has impacted every facet of our business and it's just the price increases are, are going to continue to go up from what i've been able to gather but yeah. it's just you know, staying on top of that flat rate book pricing so that you continue to maintain the margins that you need exactly to right. but um it's, it's just being it's knowing how and when to pivot as, as best as possible <laughs> Yeah, boy, you're you're right. As someone that moved about six months ago, I still had that furniture. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for it. It's, it's just nuts. I, I people were shocked, and now uh, as this is drug on, and people are friends ordering refrigerators and stuff, they go, "Yeah, you're right." And like, it's it's just insane, but uh, very interesting. But I want to be sure to give you kudos on the show. Uh, we have had countless members that have just sung your praises and how responsive you you've been to their needs and new you know new clients of yours that may have been SGI members for some time but may have not used you in the past and they go you know I just can't find X Y and Z and we've said well you better talk to Ryan and they go really and they go yeah yes yes trust me and they, and you just I mean your responsiveness is incredible and the service is great so again for anyone in SGI or or outside of SGI. 
you know, you should look at look at these guys. They do great work. So I, I want to be sure to give you some some credit for that. Um, yeah, no, well, I, I sincerely appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, much of that credit goes to our field sales reps and inside sales reps and, you know, our DCs, because, you know, if we all aren't working in, in sync, uh, it, it just makes for a challenge to execute sure. for the members. So, um, you know, we're here to help you guys out. We realize the doors have to be open and, and we're going to do whatever we can to take care of the members. I mean, I think that's why this partnership over the last 20 years has just been so strong. And, you know, I tell a lot of the members that um, I, as much as we don't like hearing, um, you know, the negative facts, I appreciate that because yeah. I can't fix what I don't know about. Absolutely. You know, so if, if we ever screw up, I expect to be on speed dial, uh, send yes. me an email and I'll, I'll roll up my sleeves and do what I can to uh, to fix it. But if I don't know that we did anything wrong, I, I just can't fix it. And, and that is my ask to a lot of the members is just if, if we mess up, please reach out to myself or the, the sales rep and, and, you know, we'll have an all hands on deck to get it taken care of. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you know, my experience in, in interacting with you with everything, it's been you're on top of it. I don't know if you get if you get any sleep at all. So but I <laughs> but I but I appreciate it. That's for sure. And I know our members appreciate it. Support for this podcast comes from Owens Corning Air Care Contractor Program. Uncover hidden opportunities and take your HVAC business to the next level with Owens Corning. Owens Corning has done the work to provide you with a turnkey system from sales training to in-home tools with a simple story that practically sells itself. Add duct replacement and attic insulation to your service offering as a part of our program and elevate your sales today. For more information, visit owenscorning.com retrofit-contractor. Welcome back to the show. I'm interviewing Ryan Fidgen of Home Depot Pro. Uh, Ryan's shared with us so far his background along with how he works with SGI members every day, and he revealed some insight into what will be happening with material shortages and price increases potentially in the near future. Uh, now we're gonna change the focus a little bit. We're gonna dive headfirst into VMI programs and how they can make managing your inventory easier and when's the right time to make that commitment in your business. So let's jump back into my conversation with Ryan Fidgen, a National Accounts Manager with Home Depot Pro. Okay, to change subjects a little bit, you know, uh, the the benefit, I guess, of, of this strange time that we live in is, is that people have been doing really well. Or we've got members who are just killing it. They're having record years. They're growing. Uh, and our, our The members we work with are very growth-focused. They want to grow their businesses. And a big part of it as they get bigger is this idea of, you know, vendor management inventory programs. When When is the VMI a right time for me? And and there's a lot of small contractors that we work with that are, you know, they're aspiring to get bigger, but they don't know anything about it. So um, maybe from your experience, what size should a contractor be considering? I mean, I know obviously all the trades, the revenue levels are different, but um, do you have a rule of thumb of, of when someone should be thinking about a VMI program? Uh, certainly. So uh, rule of thumb in order to go down that VMI road is about $750,000 in annual spend. Now that's excluding okay. HVAC equipment. Yeah. But, um, you know, the great thing about working with us is we take on all three trades. So uh, there are members that we are currently working with right now that started off as an electrical vertical and right. said, hey, I'm curious about jumping into the plumbing or HVAC side. Sure. So again, um, 
And by working with SGI over the last 20 years, we can help those guys out because I think a lot of members just kind of scratch their heads and, hey, what kind of products do you know, we take into a new trade? And the great thing about the VMI <laughs> yeah. is we kind of pull that guesswork out of it. And more importantly, right. you know, we're freeing up that capital uh, that they would traditionally have back in that warehouse. So if we have a customer that is currently doing electrical, that has an electrical VMI with us, and they mm -hmm. decide to jump into the plumbing, and we go to those guys and say, hey, we would suggest bringing in this Badger 5 and Syncrator 750 and, and maybe three or four others. Well, yeah. if we find out that out of those five um, and Syncrator SKUs that we bring in, they aren't using two of them, all, all we're doing is creating a transfer back to the DC. So right. there's a huge value add uh, with that vendor managed inventory program. I mean, we probably... Um, we probably pull anywhere between 100 to 120 thousand dollars worth of capital off their books. So again, they can take that wow. money, you know, add yeah. that to new trucks, new marketing, 100%. and continue yeah. to scale out. And then that full-time employee that we bring on yeah. site. I mean, he's yeah. on, he's on our payroll, but his only responsibility is to take care of that member. So you yeah. know, all in, we're probably looking at 160 to 180 thousand dollars in truly hard identifiable costs that we can pull off the books and yep. there's things that we can do in it uh that will create some soft cost savings by having some efficiencies i, I think a lot sure. of the guys having been out there in the trenches um the, probably one of the, the biggest ass that uh, many of the business owners had is hey i need to standardize all my trucks because a lot of these guys just they know oh, yeah. that they need to hold their techs accountable, but you put 10 plumbing techs in a room and you ask those guys, what flapper do we use? <laughs> All 10 of those guys are gonna tell you something different. You know, yes. so again, a lot of the data that we have, we can present back to that owner. So if he's stocking 600 to 700 SKUs per truck, we yeah. might be able to go to him and say, hey, these are the A and B velocity moving SKUs that you need to have on your truck. You know, we probably just remo removed a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars worth of capital on his truck, and yeah. it, again, it, it's all about turning that capital, um, freeing up some of that cash flow, so that again they can put that into other aspects of the business. And the great thing about the VMI is we don't charge anything for uh, having that program. That our main concern is just being able to hit that seven hundred fifty thousand dollar threshold. Got but it they are also eligible to get those rebates, uh, those yes. quarterly rebates, uh, the double dip vendors and all that stuff. So, you know, you, you just talk about that volume and you factor in those rebates on top of the hard costs, soft cost savings. It just accrues very quick. So sure. um, it, it's, it's, it's the right program in order to scale out. It, it, it's probably not for anybody. We have 91 of those uh, scattered throughout the country. We've been doing it for 15 years. I, I've yeah. traveled around and I've seen many of the quote unquote VMIs out there. And it's we're on the same operating platform as our million square foot DCs. It, it's not a Sharpie on, on the front of a uh, bin box and just going through and shaking it. Yeah, um, there's logic behind it. So as we pull a half inch copper coupling, it automatically deducts that in, in our system so that once oh, it nice. hits the okay. minimum, the yeah. feeder branch uh, says, hey, this half inch copper coupling is beneath the min. It'll bring us back to that max quantity and business as usual. So it, it's a fully automated system. That's fantastic. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> you mentioned the the flapper debacle that plumbers deal with. Uh, what are some other just common problems you guys see when you walk into a VMI program and, and you kind of, you know, observe what what the contractor has and go, oh, my gosh, OK, this is what we need to do. Are there, are there some other because I think by hearing this other, you know, contractors will go, oh, wow. Yeah, we have that going on right now. 
Uh, are there certain yeah. things you see? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just really kind of the lack of organization, and you know, the reality is like those techs will go to the local supply house, even though they need uh, five half-inch copper couplings, they pick up ten. <laughs> that just yeah. because, just because, an owner, yeah. you you just cringe because it's not their money, you know, right. and 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 that they don't think about it. And they don't. And before you know it, the owner has uh, 200 of those half inch copper couplings once they go out there and clean out the truck. And then, you know, they have probably just as much back in that warehouse. But again, a lot of the data that that we could provide back to these members, whether they're VMI sized or not. And, and again, this is what I did for six years. And sure, I, I've rolled up my sleeves with, with many of the members out there just to kind of help them get that initial step going because a lot a lot of members just don't know where to start but right, you know exactly. having done that we can help kind of give them that nudge hey this is what we need to focus on and then uh, i tell all, all the members that if we're the primary supplier we'll pull down a usage at the end of the year we'll bump it up against the initial list that we identify hey right. what have you bought from us that has volume to it and then what items uh haven't you bought because at the end of the day the stuff that's sitting in the warehouse let's get that stuff out and let's bring yep. in some of those faster moving skews so again probably one of the biggest misconceptions that um that i still hear in this role is members will come up at the shows or whatnot and say uh we can't do business with you because we aren't a vmi and that couldn't be further from the truth because right. we work with one truck operations and we work with 100 truck operations and sure you know we have a program uh for really anybody in between so okay that's great um, yeah so you know we we want to grow with those guys we look at that as a partnership and we got to start somewhere and again just kind of what we've learned over the years between the truck stock list we can send send yeah. out to many of the members you have to start somewhere and it's not right. going to be perfect out of the gate but we sure. can mold it eventually into something being close to perfect right no i i think it's it's interesting you you, you highlighted that you're a partner i i just uh just talked to interview Tim Bolden and I've known Tim forever. And he mm -hmm. goes, you guys are there. You're the, the perfect partner because you just, he goes, I can't imagine scaling to the size we're at and doing it ourselves. It just would be too many headaches. And you guys just make it so much easier and you work with them and you're part of the team. Like he really, he said, yeah. part, they're part of the team, which is all you can ask for for an outside vendor or partner, right? Is to have that, that feeling, which is just incredible. Um, Oh, go ahead, yeah, please. Yeah, no, Tim has been a great partner um, and just extremely supportive. I, I, I lean on Tim. It feels like a couple times uh, <laughs> a year, and yeah. and just continues uh, to to help us out. But yeah. you know, going back to that whole VMI concept, was the 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 person on site is called our inventory control specialist, and even okay. though he's on our payroll. I mean, we want him going to the holiday parties. We want him being involved in the 4th of July parties, you know, nice. whatever, whatever uh, company function they have going on. I want him or we want them to be ingrained with their business as well, because yeah. He, he's in, he's instrumental. I mean, he's sure. our face. He's, he's the face of our company. And, you know, the, he has just as many headwinds as we do. But when you're in front of a customer, especially that size, and then we have regional managers to support and a, a director that oversees uh, all the locations, there's layers upon layers, um, yeah. you know, that when we hear about those issues, uh, we jump on it. And I think that's what that is what has made the VMI program so successful over the years yeah. is just our ability to jump on things uh, and react pretty quick. So, um, right. you know, a lot of, 
um, a huge kudos out there to all the ICSs that uh, that run all the SGI VMIs. Yeah. They're they are a huge huge piece of the puzzle. That's awesome. What what are their backgrounds like? What's the training? Just just I'm just inquisitive. I, like what kind of background do these people have? I mean, you know, and what's the training like to get them up and running? You can't. Yeah, so, just, I mean, that's a big commitment. You stick someone in there. You want them to do a good job, right? Because it's a lot of money that that's at stake. It, it is, and you know what's what's very unique about that is, as an owner, you want somebody, uh, you want a tech. Just being completely honest, because you want to plug somebody in, and as much jargon that's out there in the industry, you know, they want to be able to come to the counter and say, "Hey, I need a bullhorn," and for that guy to understand, you know, exactly yes. what they're talking about. But the downside to that is. Um, having to run our systems and all that. So, you know, it, it, it's really kind of straddling the fence. You almost want to have somebody that is IT and somebody that is a tech because sure. again, there's a lot of stuff that is being done behind the scenes. And, you know, while it might look like any given day you go out back and the ICS is just, you know, working on the computer, the reality is, is that he's probably going out there and adjusting some of the inventories. He might be right. keying in, product to come in aside for a big project or something like that but sure you know from a background perspective um shoot it, it it's a mixed bag out there i mean it's yeah. it's not like um it, it's not like we go for somebody that has come out of a retail store there's got, been guys that have come out of supply houses now mm -hmm. um one of the benefits through the acquisition of the home depot is that we've had uh, quite a few people come from the retail side over into our world. So that makes sense. From, sure. You know, seven days, a, not necessarily seven days a week, but uh, you lose your weekends, I, I think, in that retail segment to more sure. or less a, a Monday to Friday uh, opportunity. So the other side to that is I think you get guys um, that have some of that industry knowledge that are familiar with a, a lot of that product knowledge. And right. what I tell a lot of the owners is, you know, even if we brought somebody in from that might have more of an IT background versus an ideal tech background. Right. You know, again, you put them behind a counter for 30 minutes and it, it's the amount of SKUs that we have on site are anywhere between 1,000 and 1,200 SKUs. And again, yeah. with how those techs talk, you ask those guys like, hey, how do you hook up a water heater? And I guarantee you by the second week, he probably could uh, hook up a water heater at, at his house. And it's just, <laughs> it's being in the trenches. And I think that right. over time, you can definitely groom them um, to understand kind of how the trades work. So sure. it's it, it's no cookie cutter that, that we shoot for. It's just, I think we go for the best applicant that is uh, most importantly, customer facing that can get along and, and have conversations with the techs, the owners. Sure. You know, and, and wear many different hats depending on who you're talking to. But uh, you know, more mm -hmm. importantly, being the face of the company and, and just handling business. Because, like you said, it's 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 a great opportunity. We're very fortunate to be on site with a lot of the SGI members, and we want to do what's right for the customer. And and sure. and he is our face and ears. Right, right. So let's say I sign up for a VMI program. What's the onboarding process like? How long does it take? What you know? What are the what are the you know general steps along the way? So, so really the first part of the process is getting the inventory dialed in. And it's, it's the one part that I just stress and harp with the field sales reps and a lot of the owners, because if we don't get that right, it makes that ramp up period uh, challenging. And sure. look, in, in today's times, we all live in spreadsheets. And probably once you hit line 50 out of 1500 <laughs> SKUs, you know, you're just, you're cross-eyed. It, it, yeah. It's not fun going through that, but right. 
you know, there are certain items, uh, the duct tape, for example. I mean, mm -hmm. as much as we preach product standardization, we probably have yeah. 75 different rolls of duct tape. And the reality <laughs> is duct tape down here in Florida is probably be different than the duct tape up in Minnesota. And then you have yeah. a $3 roll of duct tape, uh, $40 roll uh, of, of duct tape. So, again, it's kind of knowing, you know, what product groups you need to dig into to make yeah. sure that you have that stuff. Dial capacitors is probably a good one where you have import, you have domestic. But mm -hmm. the inventory piece is is in my opinion the most important part of the process and i sure. just stress that you either do the legwork on the front end or you do the legwork on the back end and then the optics if we're doing it on the back end is usually not favorable to the techs and, and the owner so mm. um once we get that inventory piece style we have a team that you know once an, a usage is exported and, and sent uh, down to us we have a team that'll go in there hard cross it so we go back to the owner and say hey this is what we're looking like uh, on day one. So yeah. over time, we'll start to build that out. Um, we have what we call regional items for like Honeywell. Honeywell is a vendor that we work with. Sure. Probably one of the best examples are, are the Honeywell humidifiers. We probably didn't have that in stock up, up until about five years ago. But again, a lot of the data that we are bringing in through these VMIs, uh, we were providing to our merchants. And mm -hmm. they, they were starting to realize like, you know, this this Honeywell humidifier is kind of a staple in the industry. So the data that we've been able to get out of that, we've been able to bring into our main uh, stream of channels. So, you know, we again, we won't get all those SKUs out of the gate. We had those regional items, which is something that we work on uh, within the first 90 days of opening up the VMI. Okay. But, 90 days. But we also re request for uh, two years worth of financials because there's a lot of exposure within this program. Um, sure. And then once we go to contract phase, uh, once that is signed off, that is really when the whole project plan starts rolling. Okay. And the project plan rule of thumb is anywhere between 10 to 12 weeks. Now, when somebody signs up, they're at the mercy of other VMIs that signed prior to those guys. So it might okay. be 16 to 18 weeks by the time we get to those guys. So unfortunately, sure. it's just kind of when the contract comes into our team. Yeah. But um, you know, the first 10 weeks, it's all really kind of behind the scenes. We're loading the inventory. We're opening up the SKUs at the feeder branch. We're, we're recruiting for that inventory control, uh, the inventory control specialist. That is probably the, the biggest challenge just because it's such a unique skill set. Just, um, yeah. And then once we hit week 10, the first week, it's, it's all uh, manual labor. Uh, week nine, we are oh. usually sending in the racking, uh, we are sending in the bin boxes, we're sending in the counter, we're sending in the computers. We bring in everything. Kind of what we asked for in the contract is 2,500 square feet. We, okay, I was we, gonna ask you about that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not as hard line, but you know, as the business starts to grow, we just wanna make mm -hmm. sure that we have enough room that we can grow with them. 100%. Uh, but we bring in uh, our own our own network. We bring in our own data line. Uh, we bring the own counter, the own rack, and our own bin box. We just ask for a blank template that once it is built out, we need it secured. Usually a, a six foot chain link fence. Right. Does I've seen those. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it it just keeps the honest people honest. If they want to get everything, <laughs> they're yeah, gonna do. No, it. it's the truth. Uh, yeah. That's just reality. But yeah, we so we will send a team out there. 
during week 10, uh, at the end of um, at the end of the week, we really have a fully functional DC. Uh, the inventory has arrived, the bin box of the racking, we're on the network, and week two is really sitting down with the owner uh, and to kind of figure out how that PO process works. And what, what okay. we're trying to do at that point right. is merge the two worlds together. So sure. week two is usually going through a testing phase, you know, whether okay. they're on some kind of inventory platform um, or inventory operating system. You know, what is that connectivity and, and how does that workflow go, the credits and all that. So it's yeah. it's really trying to get a lot of that stuff hashed out. And then, you know, the, the second week during the build up or during the uh, build out is that I would go uh, grab a lot of the text because going back to that whole spreadsheet mentality where it, it's just mind numbing. I would have yeah. the text walk the aisles because the reality is like that inventory is never perfect when you come in. And right. there's always right. some stragglers either that we miss or we brought in the wrong skew. And that's when I want to capture that stuff. That's if a we great idea. In, I like that. Yeah. If we brought in the wrong T-stat, let's get that thing out. Let's bring in the right yeah. one. Um, just to ensure that that ramp up process is uh, is as seamless as possible. What gets buy-in from your, the technicians as well, who might be like, what is going on if they've never been in an environment with a company that has this, you know, by you walking with them and, and showing that you're being responsive, that, that goes a long way, I would assume. Yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of those guys uh, tend to uh, uh, receive it better, I think, as, yeah. as time grows, because they That's understand true. the true meaning of it and how it's going to help the business and whatnot. But, oh, you know, it's it's keeping a lot of those guys out of the supply houses, uh, knowing that uh, many of the members go out there and they charge a premium, they put their name on it. When yeah. those guys are going into the local supply houses, they don't know what kind of product they're using uh, right. and picking up. And if they install something and has a pinhole leak, it floods a basement, you know, that now creates other issues as an yeah. owner. But, you know, again, having those owners come in on a day-to-day -day basis, it should be daily replenishment depending on how, on how that company dispatches the, the, the techs. Yeah. But they should be running a, a, a yeah. leaner truck. There's accountability oh, yeah. down to that truck. Uh, we can build out dummy truck programs so that if an owner thinks that um, something shady might be going on, they back in truck 10 the ICS and somebody from their company will rip all that shelving off. We take the mm. dummy truck, we load that on the truck. There's about 15 minutes of downtime. So he's back out and then we'll both go through there and audit it. So, you know, wow, any that's great. we'll yeah. bring back into the VMI. Any yeah. shortages, you know, that's probably when um, that company's employees go into the owner saying, hey, uh, we're missing six sump pumps, you know, which then throws up the red flags and it, right? that we then back out of that situation and oh, that's a sure. honor to, to go yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. that conversation. Right. But, right. you know, but you make it easier of, for them to identify that those situations happen. It, it, exactly. And and that's and that is the whole concept of yeah. the VMI. And it, it's again, it, it's truly customizable. Chances are some of these uh, members pain points. I guarantee you we have encountered probably everything that's out there in the industry. Sure. So. Sure. It, it, we've been doing it for 15 years, like I said, and like to think that we're, we're probably some of the industry experts when it comes to that. For sure. Well, and you know, you were talking about get, keeping the, the techs out of home, out of the, the regular Home Depots and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If there's any technicians that are watching or listening to this, that I mean, that just makes you more, you know, efficient. You're able to do more jobs. You're able to make more money. Um, so, I mean, it really is a, a benefit for everybody. Saves customers time. You're not running. You're not running to the Home Depot to get that whatever that you forgot to, to get replenished. So it, it's a win, win, win for everybody, it sounds like. 
Yeah, no, we, you know, we want to try and keep the techs uh, on site as much as possible as uh, many of the owners do. So again, sure. it's just, it's gas time, it's time and it, it just all accrues. So, you know, right. if, if you can make minor tweaks to the business, eventually, you know, the business should be bringing in more capital, which will then allow the scalability, the, the benefits mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth. Have you been able to, uh, have you gotten any hard numbers of, of owners share with you how by that that program, the BMI programs help them profit wise. They go, hey, because you've you've streamlined it, we're able to see or late or they keep that to themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's I would say it, it's probably closer to their chest than I mean, we sure. don't necessarily go out there and ask those guys, but oh, I know that we have sometimes you know you volunteered, you know. <laughs> yeah. You guys have saved us so much money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I I know that we have helped those guys uh, lower their cost of goods, but you know sure. it, it's going back to those hard costs that I just closed out of the gate between the carrying costs, the inventory, mm -hmm. the the full time employee. I mean, the guy that yeah. was running their warehouse. You know, I, I think there's always been that fear that that he will lose his job because uh, a lot of our reps do work with the buyers in the business. And, and when they hear kind of what that concept is, you know, they're kind of shaking in their boots. Yeah. Is, is my job is is my job numbered? And of all the members that I've worked with over the years, just setting up the VMIs and whatnot they allocate them elsewhere in the business where he's now driving revenue versus, you know, just being on the books, managing sure. the inventory and whatnot. So it's um, it, it's one of those where we have definitely been able to help a lot of these owners out from, you know, different facets of the business, but it's putting some of those existing resources maybe in, in other areas of the business that sure. uh, that they'll be able to generate more revenue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we, the process you outlined, obviously, it's, it's a little time intensive up front, but but maybe just to be reassuring, I mean, you've probably worked with certain guys for, what, years and years. So once it's in place, I don't want to say it's set and forget it because, I, you know, members are going to look at material costs and all that. But mm -hmm. but it does make it so much easier and it makes everything so much more efficient in the long run. Yeah, and, and and you're right. You're right on. It almost is that set it and forget it. Now, um, a, a couple of the brands that we have brought in since acquisition is Toto, Permaliner is another one. Um, I remember, you know, going back 13 years, that stuff was just big out there in the California markets. And right. and I think over time, uh, um, it has gravitated towards the East Coast. And and now there's just a lot of plumbers offering that now. And mm -hmm. You know, rather than those guys having to go out there and, and cut POs directly to Permaliner that was setting them back 15 grand between the res and the liner and all that stuff, they sure. can now order it through us. And, That's you know, it, it's only $5,000. So rather than those guys just carrying excess inventory, you 100%. know, they can order what is needed there. Yeah. So again, it's we we can bring in additional SKUs as that partnership continues to evolve and, and going back um you know with the earlier examples where we're on site with electricians as those guys go out there and jump into a new trade it, again as long as we had that space bring it on and and, yeah. and we just want to sure. grow with those guys so sure. it's um really all that we're doing even if they stay in that same trade but they add trucks we're just increasing the max quantity. So it's yeah. just super easy to grow with these guys. All the legwork is really done probably within the first 90 to 180 days. I think that's when we're knocking off a lot of the cobwebs. Now, some sure. of the locations, um, you know, being down here in Jacksonville, Florida, it's, it's just hot as heck all year round. <laughs> but, you know, you get up yeah. there more, 
in the Minnesota Northeast, uh, where you have all four seasons, that might take a little bit of time because if we're sure. setting up in the summer, you know, we haven't really dabbled into that winter uh, product mix and, and, and vice yeah. versa. So um, you do have that seasonality uh, product mix out there, but I would say probably after being on site for an entire year where you have those four seasons, I think we have a pretty valid in. Yeah, sure, exactly. Sure, sure. It's an evolution. But again, once it's once it's figured out, hopefully it becomes where it's far fewer headaches for for members moving forward. You know, it just becomes a, it becomes a, a part of the business you don't have to worry as much about. You can worry about growing top line, um, you know, training, all that good stuff that increase, increases gross margin, all that that, that more fun stuff for, for our members because I know how they think and that's what they want to worry about. <laughs> no, um, it's, uh, we just want to pull the inventory uh, burden off their plate and allow them, right. like you said, to, to focus on those other facets of the business. I, I, we all know that they have plenty on their plate, so to pull sure. that inventory piece off, you know, hopefully they can scale the business, go out there and acquire new companies and, and just continue to grow. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Ryan, we've covered a lot today. Really appreciate your time. Just any final things you want to add to to members or non-members that this kind of, kind of cap it off? Yeah, no, like I said, I, I can't thank you enough. Corporate SGI, everybody that I touch uh, daily, weekly basis over there, I, we we extremely appreciate the support that you've given us over the last 20 years. And, you know, to all the members out there that have been working with us for the entire 20 years or uh, new members that just came yep. on board and, and just went through EP, um, it's truly a pleasure working yep. with, with everybody and, and just love building relationships. And we're in it for the long haul. You know, again, I, I use that um, term partnerships very strongly because, yeah. you know, that's just it's got to be a win win situation for, I think, everybody involved. And we're here to help you guys out, whether it's PPE, product, plumbing, electrical, HVAC, um, you know, feel free to reach out to myself, your sales rep. And we, we want to see that SGI group continue to be successful because if, if they aren't successful, we aren't successful. Right. So. We're in it for the long haul and appreciate you put, putting this together today, Bob. It, it's oh, been sure. uh, extremely gratifying and yeah. anything that we can do to help you guys out, please uh, uh, let us know. All right. Wonderful. Ryan, thank you again so, for so much of your time. Lots of great insight. Uh, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day, buddy. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for the All time. Right. Take All care. Right. Go help some people now instead of talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Bye, Ryan. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. That's Ryan Fidgen, National Account Manager for Specialty Trades with Home Depot Pro. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, please email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's show, please, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you to continue to interview successful contractors as well as other influential individuals in the contracting space. This has been The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Home Depot Pro. With an inventory of more than 100,000 products, the Home Depot Pro's product selection includes both the name brands you seek and the exclusive brands you trust. For more information, go to www.ebarnett.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power 
along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.